0: Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by Assistant Athletic Director of the University of San Francisco, Chris Fortney. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. So what um, got you into your profession that you're doing now?
1: I originally wanted to be a a sports journalist growing up. And um, once I went to college, I kind of tried that out and um did some stuff with the student newspaper and and all that sort of stuff and i loved it i realized i wanted to work in sports but i wasn't loving writing every day and having to kind of travel and be a beat writer um so i still wanted to stay within uh collegiate athletics and have some sort of role in talking to uh, coaches and players and all that sort of stuff and uh did an internship i actually interned at um I graduated from Arizona State, but I interned in the media relations office at Arizona State and just um, kind of led me from there. And I fell in love with it and uh, got to work with some cool athletes like uh, Brandon Ayuk, who's on the Niners now, and uh, Nikhil Harry, who's on the Patriots, and Herm Edwards. So those were some, uh, some big-time people that I got to meet in college, and that kind of set my love for it and uh, kind of took off from there. So,
0: I mean, you just name-dropped three pretty – Big people
1: there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, Arizona State, as you know, is pretty cool, uh, pretty cool spot. Um, I, I had the opportunity to intern under the, one of the head SIDs. His name was Doug Tamro. He kind of took me under his wing and, um, you know, kind of showed me the ropes and whether it was Herm or, or Bobby Hurley um, working with the basketball team um, all the way down to beach volleyball and women's golf and, and triathlon and tennis. So, um I got to learn everything and fell in love with it so
0: wow that's awesome so yeah what is your kind of day-to-day life like as an assistant athletic director I know you can wear a bunch different hats so just kind of give me like a condensed version of what your day-to-day life is like
1: yeah um honestly every day it's as cliche as that sounds is different um Last week, we were on the road for five days, um, traveling and, and playing in Spokane and then playing in LA. And um, now we're home for a week. And then next week, we're back on the road. So um, during basketball season, I travel with the men's basketball team. So I'm the, the head SID in the men's basketball contact. So I get to travel around with them, um, which is probably my favorite part of the job. But in a normal time when it's not basketball season, um, depending on the day, Sometimes I'm in the office at 7 or 8 a.m. for a meeting. Um, sometimes I have a soccer game until 10 p.m. the night before. So I might come in at, you know, 9 or 10 the next morning uh, a little bit later. So just depends. Um, but m- the main thing my office does is we manage our website. Um, that's, that's the main uh, project that we work on consistently is usfdons.com. So any recap story, any sort of stats, highlight videos, pictures, um, anything on there is gonna come from our office. Um, we also run the social media accounts for all of our, our teams. So between myself and my uh, other SID, Alec Hendon, and then our graduate assistant, Rain and we all have some sort of uh, responsibility for the different teams that we have split up. So going to games, providing coverage, both in-game and post-game of what's happening, whether it's a match, meet, you know, um, basketball, baseball, whatever it may be. Um, And kind of everything else in between. Um, I mean, media relations, as you said, is kind of a wide scope. So um, one day I'm I'm talking with, uh, you know, Andy Katz and uh, people from CBS and NCAA and on big time interviews. And the next day, you know, writing about a a golf tournament. And then a couple hours later, um, I'm making a GPA graphic about a a men's soccer player. So it all is just um, making sure all the sports get equal coverage and um, making sure they're represented in the best light possible.
0: For sure. For sure. So every college kind of has their thing that they say to athletes that are looking to come to their college. So what is the thing that you, University of San Francisco says to prospective athletes that want to come to your college.
1: Yeah, I think um, as most people know, San Francisco is one of the most unique cities in the world. Um, Not only are we on top of a hill in the middle of San Francisco, which kind of overlooks everything, um, which to me is pretty cool to have all the views and uh, be able to see a world city like that in your backyard. but For me, the part of the reason um, that I have only been here for about six months, but um, what attracted me to this job was just the ability to explore and and the opportunities that are around. Um, My ultimate goal is the professional leagues of some sort, whether it's MLB, NBA, uh, NFL. So I think the amount of resources that there are not only for people in their career, but um, there's just a ton of stuff to do around here, you know, whether it's concerts or uh museums or just stuff it's it's a very exciting place to be a young adult and I think um whether you're single or not in college and you're kind of figuring stuff out um there's there's a lot of stuff for all sorts of crowds and uh as everyone knows it's a very international city so you have people from all walks of life um I think USF prides itself on taking that and kind of running with it. Um, half of our basketball team is international. Oh, that's um, at cool. Least, at least our men's basketball team. Um, so having that sort of flavor and, and different style, I think kind of keeps everyone humble and keeps everyone in check and uh, really allows you to meet a lot of people from different areas and walks of life and stuff that you wouldn't have thought about or, or imagined before, so.
0: For sure. So you mentioned basketball a lot because obviously that's where you focus a lot and the West Coast Conference that you guys are in is to be honest quite stacked yeah. when it comes to talent. What is it like to play teams like Gonzaga, BYU, St. Mary's day in and day out?
1: Yeah well shoot last time you had a thriller. Um, I don't know if you saw the news or anything but um, came down to the wire against St. Mary's and last week we were in the kettle in Spokane. So, I mean, as a young student athlete, those are the games you want to play. That's the reason you come to a college like that. Um, it's the reason a guy like Jamari Bouye, who's a fifth year student had the option to transfer somewhere else or go pro. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, I want to come back here. I want to play, you know, these same teams to, I want to run it back. I want to get what's mine. So, um, yeah, I think this year, um, we're super deep. We're almost too deep at every position. Um, and I think the ability to compete with guys like Gonzaga, um, we're, we were up 30 minutes, most of the game on BYU. Same thing with St. Mary's last night. Um, we raced out to a 15 to four lead on Gonzaga. So we're there, we're inching We're inching towards pulling those types of upsets and, uh, making those types of wins more consistent. But, um, I think the opportunity to, to play against those teams is, like you said, on top of being in San Francisco, what attracts student-athletes. Um, when you can play against a guy like Drew Timmy or Chet Holmgren twice a year, uh, mm-hmm. can really kind of separate yourself, that school from, from other schools.
0: For sure. So being a mid-major in the college basketball world can be kind of difficult. Do you see advantages to being a mid-major compared to, like, the SEC or the Pac-12?
1: um in san francisco and the bay area specifically it has its challenges uh i mean we have cal and stanford and and the the five or six pro teams that are around us so within our geographic location there is some some restraints and constrictions that we have um but i do think compared to the other ones in our area i mean i came from the university of the pacific which is in stockton uh, kind of nearby and um I think we, we've really elevated to that to that top part of the mid-major uh, plat- portion or plateau, um, in my opinion. So we just went and played a, a neutral site game against Loyola Chicago in, in Salt Lake City a couple weeks back. So I think we're finally, at least for basketball-wise, on the map to uh, kind of get that respect of the other top mid-majors around the country. And um, obviously, Power 5, you have different sort of money, um, all the way from the athletic department. Um, like I'll just use Arizona State for an example because I've been there. Like they had 10 SIDs when I was in college. Oh. At, at USF, we only have two and a half. So um just kind of different budget-wise, um, different resources you have. Um stuff like that so every every place has their advantage um like we talked about earlier i think the city and the surroundings is kind of half of our selling point um so i think that helps us out when we can't have the resources of a gonzaga or a byu so
0: for sure so i have to ask with you being in san francisco does the campus have a view of the golden gate bridge
1: It does not. You can see the Bay Bridge, but the way the way it's angled, um, or it might, it might actually. I take that back. At least where I've been, um, there might be a hidden gem that I haven't found out. But where I've been, it kind of angles towards the Bay Bridge and downtown. But you can you can see a really nice skyline. Um, probably my favorite my favorite view is right outside our parking garage on top of the hill. You can see the whole skyline, which is really cool at night. So,
0: oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So describe to me what a home basketball game is like at your university, because I mean, they're second to none at any university, but what makes it special at the University of San Francisco?
1: I think the small and, and intense atmosphere. Um, we only can hold about 3,100, 3,200 people in our building. So we're not going to sell out uh, 8,000 people or, or excuse me, 6,000 people like Gonzaga or 18,000 people like the Marriott Center and B- and Provo at BYU. So. Um, you're not gonna have the the amount of people, but everyone there is is a loyal and passionate follower. I think we really have a a, a good alumni support that comes out. Um, the lower bowl is usually consistently a lot of either alumni or fans in the area. Um, I think the unique part about USF too is it's in a neighborhood, so there's a lot of um, foot traffic and just sign. If we put out signs, a lot of people are seeing that sort of stuff. So um not too many kids but a good amount of a good amount of local people um and this year winning has brought out the students so uh last night we sold out the student section which is the first time we've done that in all season um so obviously winning cures everything and it helps out to sell tickets and uh get people in the building but um yeah it's a it's a good atmosphere we we recently redid the new uh sobrado club which is our basically our luxury style seating and and club space so it was designed with the the chase center and the warriors arena in mind but um it's basically a there's two rows of of back seats at the top of our uh arena that overlook the court and so you can buy one or two seats however many and uh it comes with all you can eat food and drink. So there's a little bar and there's a little, uh, not a restaurant, but just a little area with different entrees and, uh, desserts and, and all that sort of stuff that you can pick from. So it's an all-inclusive ticket, which is really cool. It's helped us sell some sponsorships and other people who are interested in that sort of stuff. So, um, I think that takes it to the next level too. And it's really nice. Oh. Finally completed this year. um, knock on wood we should have a new hall of fame section in the next year or two as well so they're going to turn the old entrance um we relocated moved the new entrance to the new side where the club is Mm -hmm. and we're going to put in a hall of fame there that's going to have uh, our national championship trophies um stuff on bill russell bill cartwright casey jones all that sort of stuff so hopefully knock on wood it, it comes to fruition sooner than later
0: that's awesome. So you mentioned Bill Russell. I have to ask, does he get to the games at all or?
1: No, we actually, they, the university has a unique uh, relationship with Bill Russell that I'm still trying to figure out myself. Um, I don't think they have much contact with him, uh, <laughs> which is unfortunate, but I mean, I'm sure he still remains a, a loyal supporter. I've seen him tweet a, a couple times about USF or, playing college um but to me the coolest thing is bill Car- bill cartwright is always around he stops by my office two or three times a week knocks on my door says hi um he only lives a couple blocks up from campus in a house which is insane um nba hall of famer um or excuse me usf hall of famer nba champion um that's to me, awesome. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm a basketball nerd. So I, I just like grin every time that I see him, but uh, um, he's an ambassador for our campus and he kind of works with the program on uh, fundraising and different stuff like that. So he traveled with us to LA last week. He was, he's at every home game. He comes to practice, gives players tips. One of the coolest things I've seen was uh, he was giving our forward Yowen Masalski, who's a fifth year transfer. Uh, I walked into the gym and it was just the two of them one day and Bill Kyra, I was giving him uh, lessons on how to kind of do a low post back down. So oh wow! for a basketball nerd like myself to to see that sort of stuff is just, it's priceless. So
0: that's awesome. So then how much does having him as an alumni help your recruitment process saying, hey, we have these guys that have been to our college and have gone on to be successful in the NBA. How much does that help your recruiting of kids?
1: Yeah, I think it helps a ton. Although there there hasn't been a Bill Cartwright in a while, um, that sort of stature, but we have two or three guys playing in the G League right now. So I think that that, that speaks for itself on top of that. Um, and like you said, to be able to to kind of pull him out on a recruiting trip and show him the ropes and then all of a sudden you're in the gym and Bill Cartwright walks in, I think that kind of changes the game plan and says, you know, hey, if you really want to put in the work, we got what you need here. So you don't have to go to a Cal, you don't have to go to a Stanford to, to achieve that sort of status. You can, you can get to the first round and become a champion in, in the, in the backyard of San Francisco. So, um, I think, I think it does help out a lot. And I think there's a lot of kids who, at least that I've seen when they've brought on campus kind of, you know, everyone kind of does a, Oh, Oh crap moment. Um, <laughs> it's Bill Cartwright. So, um, it's always fun to watch and like you said I think it it it's a game changer in terms of long term how how it affects our recruiting for sure
0: so you mentioned that the basketball team is doing really well like I noticed too and that has brought out the students do you think and hope that that will also trickle down to your other sports
1: yeah I mean we get a good crowd at soccer as well um little known fact that people that not a lot of people know is we actually have six, six national titles in men's soccer. So oh. we were a, a powerhouse back in the, the 60s and 70s and 80s under uh, our old coach Neguesco, who is actually that's what our stadium is named now Neguesco Stadium. So um, we got over a thousand people out at our soccer games a couple times. So we have the support and we have a brand new turf facility, um, backs up right to our church and the city it has a bunch of houses in the background. So it's a scenic spot. Um, obviously winning helps everything. So, um, not as ideal of a year for other sports this year, but, um, each year presents a new opportunity. And I think, you know, once you kind of get the big sports rolling and people believing in, in you as a department that'll, like you said, trickle down to the others and, uh, Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a good opportunity. And uh, USF is very unique. We only have six or 7,000 kids on campus in general. So to be able to grab their attention and get a thousand, 2000 of them out at at a time, is pretty Mm -hmm. successful. um, And something that we strive to do. So.
0: For sure. So you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but being in San Francisco, surrounded by a bunch of different colleges bunch of different pro teams how do you compete with that
1: just in terms of coverage wise or
0: coverage and getting students to know you and recognize you and just things like that too
1: yeah I mean it's hard um I'm not gonna lie and say it's easy but I think persistence is key uh every every game every highlight every Everything that I have, I, I have a, a distribution list that I send out to all of our local media. So I'm constantly blowing them up and constantly, you know, sending them little tidbits and saying, this is something we've done. This is the first time, you know, we've broken this record. Um, this player was named an All-American all the way down the line. So um, the instinct for the news is to cover <laughs> someone like an NFC you know, champion 49ers or the Warriors or something like that, Um, which we can't, I'm not going to take away from them. They easily deserve that recognition just as well. But um, I mean, shoot, we have, we have some cool stories out here. And um, on top of the success, I think the flavor of what we can bring to the table, whether it's an international piece or um, someone who's homegrown and like Jamari who only lives 45 minutes away and he's a potential first round draft pick. So It's finding the diamonds in the rough and kind of pitching those stories to the media in a way that they'll not just kind of glance over it and go on to the next, but it'll kind of catch their eye and say, oh, you know, USF, we don't really have room, but we're going to make room because it's such a great story. So um, we've had the the cool opportunity to play in the Chase Center this year. Um, Our basketball teams played there earlier this year. So that that kind of exposure always helps as well um so yeah there's there's quite a bit of angles to it
0: for sure and just so i get that right the chase center is where the warriors play correct
1: correct yeah
0: i i always forget they have a new one i still think it's oracle
1: yeah they changed it all around now the giants the mlb stadium is named oracle park when it used to be at&t park so (laughs) i get it if you're not around it's it's confusing so
0: no for sure so what is that facility like because it's brand
1: new Chase Center is amazing. Um, I come from the Sacramento area, so I've actually been to Golden One Center, which is the other newest arena, um, or one of Mm -hmm. them, I should say, um, in Sacramento. So I thought that one was nice, and Chase Center blew that completely out of the water. So, um, I mean, given I haven't been in the the tunnel and ins and outs of Golden One Center in Sacramento, but uh, Chase Center was immaculate. I mean, they, they had... The training room was the size of a conference room. Uh, they had ten or twenty locker rooms. Um, the floor was insane. the The court to me, the the coolest thing that I always tell people, which has nothing to do with our game, but they have a courtside club, um, which is kind of located next to the the courtside seats, and you walk down a set of stairs and. There's private rooms and basically however many seats that you get, you also get a private room that, that comes with it. And on one side, it's all you can drink alcohol on the other side, it's all you can eat. And you get to pick which food, um, from a chef and you get an, all you can eat buffet. So and on top of that, the entire back wall in that room is full of TVs. It's like a TV wall. So wow. Um, I got a private tour from their facility director and he was saying that they have problems with the court side seats sometimes because people are enjoying themselves so much sitting inside watching the TVs that they get a little too they've enjoyed themselves too much to come outside to the court side uh, seats and they'd rather just lounge and do whatever they want to inside so I mean there's multiple options to watch the game um, the coolest thing to me too is they had a lot of local spots within the the arena to eat everything was from oakland uh gilroy they had gilroy garlic fries stuff like that that's famous at the giants game so um they did it they did a good job planning sort of all that sort of stuff so
0: oh that's awesome to hear
1: that's cool for sure so have you been there when you've had the west
0: coast conference um tournament at the end of the basketball season
1: so I was at Pacific the last two years at University of the Pacific and um, I'm there in the WCC. So I've been to okay. the conference. I've been there the last two years with the Tigers, not with the Dons, but I, I started back at USF in August. So.
0: Okay. Well then what was that like? Cause I mean, I know that a bunch of the conference championships are just huge, huge things for the conference. So yeah. what was that experience like for you?
1: Well, honestly, I had only been to two of them so far and they're, completely different um 2019-20 season was the last regular season we had before COVID and uh I mean it's awesome man like it's in Las Vegas uh we play at the Orleans so basically 12-10 teams come into the the city that week on top of the the Pac-12 women's tournament is there and the Mountain West tournament is there that week so it's kind of college basketball heaven and um there's 30 teams vegas is going crazy um so it's a lot of fun and we usually go there for a couple days beforehand uh practice get settled get focused and then play um so yeah it's awesome when when i'm not working i get to enjoy obviously vegas and everything else that comes with it so um pretty lucky that it's located there and and vegas in march isn't too hot so (laughs) that's also a good thing (laughs) Yeah, you're not there in the hundred degree August day. Yeah, yeah. I went, like I said, I went to college in Arizona, so I don't. You're used to that though. The desert heat. Yeah, I was not a fan. (laughs) No, for sure. I bet not.
0: So, being from Montana, how does an athlete that has the ability to play at the West Coast Conference get seen by the University of San Francisco?
1: Yeah, I think um, persistency is is going back to that is something that is going to have to be kind of number one. Um, making sure that you're doing the right thing. I think at least for coach golden and our men's basketball program, they, and I said, that actually speaks to who we are as a university. Um, Cause our RAD Joan has kind of instilled that, that message and environment is we just want good people. Um, we don't want high drama. We don't want people who are going to come here looking for you know, kind of one and done situations or um, people who are out for their own. We want people who, this sounds cliche too, but we over me as a team um, and uh, people who are going to, number one, get it done in the classroom. Um, We had, I think, top three in the GPA in Uh, as a department in the WCC so academics we pride ourselves on number one um being a student athlete is something that we we hammer and uh yeah I think I think going back to what I said earlier San Francisco sells itself but from someone who's not from a city like that or who's from another state um kind of throwing their hat in there and saying, you know, hey, I might not be from a New York or Miami or a Boston or LA, but I got the talent. I'm a good, I'm a good person. I work hard. Um, I think those are the key things that all of our coaches look for. So
0: for sure. Well hey Chris, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. And thanks for hopping on with me. It's been fun to talk to you and learn more about the University of San Francisco.
1: Of course, man. No problem. Anytime take it easy.
0: All right, you too. See you later. See you later. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Wide Left Sports. If you have any connections to anybody or know of anybody that you think would be a good interview, please get a hold of me, Mitch Bone, at either Wide Left Sports Podcast on Facebook or, of course, Mitch Bone on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Um I think my handle on Twitter is Mitch underscore bone ten thirteen. Um so yeah if you want to get a hold of me with any suggestions on different people that you think would be a great interview, please let me know. Thanks.